Hi guys, welcome back to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. On the program, How to Banish Fear, Gain Strength and Courage During, time, during Times That Seem Dark and Scary. This is relevant today as I'm going through something similar right now. Uh, next, Varaha the Boar, an avatar of Vishnu, helps us to banish fear. Then I will share a song with you about um, a daddy helping his little girl not to be afraid. Finally, a little something about cherries that encourage cheerfulness. You are listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. My website is www.atawithalice.com. Ata is A-T-H-A with Alice.com. Ata means right here, right now. And right here, right now, I'm going to speak to you a little bit about how to banish fear. Um, well, I practice yoga, meditation, um, self-confidence. I think that when we get outside in the daytime, it's very different than getting outside in the nighttime. When we're feeling maybe a little fearful or anxious and you're taking a walk in the park um, or in the woods during the day, it doesn't seem as scary. If you're in the same park at night and you hear a noise or something, it may seem much more fearful and much more scary than it actually is. Just like when we're in our homes, maybe feeling a little uncomfortable or not knowing what's next during the day or sitting in our backyards, it's very different than laying in bed at three o'clock in the morning, feeling the same anxiousness or fear um, when it's dark. Uh, so point being, um, how do we protect ourselves from that fear? How do we how do we help ourselves get over the fear, get over the fact that there is really nothing to be afraid of? For so many of us, we we imagine the scenarios going so much worse than they actually go when they actually occur. You ever have a meeting the next day and you're anxious as hell about the meeting the next day and you say, oh, you, you think to yourself, I'm going to say this and the person's going to be like, oh no, that, you know, we, we always imagine the worst case scenario when in, in actuality, it's really never as bad as we can imagine. And if it is, who cares? You know what I mean? If we're true to ourselves, if we do what's in line with our beliefs, with what we know is true for us, then everything works out. It may not work out exactly at that moment. Um, but you know, we all have some intuitive, um, abilities to know what is right for us. When I was a teenager growing up, uh, I, I got caught with pot in my locker. Some kid told the principal that I had pot in my locker. My parents had to come to school because I got suspended and the, the principal wouldn't just see one parent. So both of my parents worked and both of them had to take the morning off, not happy, not pleased. And plus, you know, they, I couldn't get back into school till both of them showed up. And the principal was like, your daughter is worthless. She's never going to amount to anything, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they met with him and I got back into school and there, there I was. And my parents were like, look, you know, you're punished. You're not going to be allowed to bring a friend to this, our house in Pennsylvania for the weekend. But if you are going to smoke pot or ever have pot, you better do it at home because if you ever get caught by a policeman, 
you're going to rot in jail. Okay. But they were like, just, just do what you got to do. And please don't ever get caught again in school with anything. If you're going to smoke pot, smoke it at home. That was the first thing. And I was terrified. I remember coming home thinking to myself, I got to tell my parents, they got to take the morning off to go to the principal. And really the principal made me out to be much worse than I was. I was a teenager who was, you know, had a, 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 like a joint's worth of pot in her locker. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything awful than being an experimental teenager who in the seventies, um, Nancy Reagan's just say no, wasn't out yet. Um, so, you know, I was just, I was a curious kid. Um, then I remember my parents went away. I was, um, uh, the baby by a long shot. So my sisters were a lot older than me. They were out of the house already. And my parents were basically done with being, you know, really overprotective at that point. They, you know, I was basically go ahead, go play in traffic kind of kid, you know, latchkey, we'll be working, come home, do what you got to do. And they went away for a week. And I was having parties left and right with my friends coming over, sleeping over. And like I said, in those days, it was sex, drug, and rock and roll, um, sex, drugs, and rock and roll all the way. And, but I was doing schoolwork, but I was having parties and it was the weekend. And one of my friends, um, you know, we had a party and one of my girlfriends at the time did more drugs than she should have and, um, went home and flipped out on some hallucinogenics and speed. And her father was the chief of police. And, then came to my house and said, there'll be a police investigation of the house because she ended up in the hospital. They had to bring her down anyway. She ended up in rehab and she was fine. But the father was like, you are worthless piece of crap. And when your parents come home, there'll be a police investigation because my parents were away. So when my parents came home, I had to explain to them that the police were coming to do an investigation of our house and this, that, and the other, which never happened, by the way. And, but a couple days later, we had gone to the deli, my father and I, which was up the block. And Linda, my friend, lived around the corner. Her father, the chief of police, again, lived around the corner. And we go to the deli, and her father's in the deli and sees me and my father and berates my father that I am the most worthless piece of crap, awful, I'm never going to amount to anything. And my father stopped him in his tracks and said, Mm -mm. you know, this is not okay. This is a public place. And your daughter did what she did. It's not my daughter's responsibility to take care of your daughter, whatever. Anyway, he stuck up for me. He always had my back. What he taught me was that it doesn't matter what anybody thinks of you. You keep doing what you think is right. Please try to just do the right thing. Remember that you're not stupid. Don't be stupid. Don't be afraid, but be, encourage yourself to learn a little bit about what you're doing and not, not always choose the darker side, not always choose to believe everything that everybody else is telling you. I remember my parents used to always say, oh, if so-and-so told you to jump off a bridge, would you jump off the bridge? That was, that was like a, the big line in my house because, you know, we, we all, we all, really, you know, we hung with our friends and some of the friends I had were not always the best choices, but none of us were bad kids. We were just experimental, um, you know, finding our way. So, but my father always had my back. My mother would lose her marbles, scream and yell, yeah, I'm going to kill you. And my father was always like, all right, just, just do the right thing. Make better choices. 
please, and whatever you're going to do, do it at home and, you know, just try to not get involved with anybody else's nonsense. Um, but he had my back. He had my back. He always protected me. He always was there for me in some way, shape, or form. And the reason I'm talking to you about banishment of fear, like if I was so fearful of having somebody else say to me that I was worthless or that, um, you know, I would never amount to anything or, you know, I'm, I will never have success. Um, you know, as a little girl, I, I was, I was quite overweight. I was chunky. And so that affected my self-esteem and then having adults, uh, say to me that I was worthless, that I would never amount to anything that affected my self-esteem. Again, my father was the kind of guy, and not everybody had that dad who was always encouraging and saying, it's okay, you're smart, you know, you, you have what it takes to be successful and not be afraid of authority. Speak up for yourself, but just do the right thing. Um, be kind, you know, and that's what he was. He was kind, he was funny, and he was encouraging. And I think that's really important for us to remember when things are um, dark and scary for us is to remember to be kind to ourselves, um, encourage ourselves to just learn something more, to do you know what's good for us. And, and sleep is so important. Getting enough rest, knowing when it's time to nap or slow down just so we can really, you know, give back to ourselves. And I'm a big proponent of, you know, fruits and vegetables, eating well and getting enough rest. And my father was not the best on eating well, but um, he did encourage me to not be worried about what others said about me. And the avatar today uh, from yoga mythology is uh, Varaha the boar. Varaha the boar he was known for banishment of fear, protecting the world's ecology. And the reason I talk to you about protecting a world's ecology is because he, me protecting the world's ecology includes me eating fruits and vegetables that grow from the earth instead of eating dead animals that may produce more carbon, carbon dioxide, more carbon monoxide in the, in the, in the, in the earth's um, air and intelligent use of world's resources. So the intelligent use of world's resources, yes, eating what grows, what was, what was basically given to us when we arrived here, the earth, its ability, we have water, we have air, we have sun. It grows the most abundant fruits and vegetables that are at our disposal. At our disposal, we. I live in Florida, and bananas are growing in my backyard. Lemons. I mean, there are mangoes growing on trees. I mean, we all have the ability to grow vegetables. I'm growing um, collards, and they they grow just nonstop. That there's always a green growing in my backyard, and freedom from fear of dirt and darkness. Freedom from the fear of darkness, that the sun will always come out tomorrow, at least for now anyway. The sun will always come out tomorrow, and what may seem dark and scary at night um, will really seem very different in the morning. The song I'd like to share with you today, and I don't always share a song with you or a poem with you, but it's a song that came out 
I think in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, the Grateful Dead uh, put out a song. It was by Brett Midland. And the song is called I Will Take You Home, Lost Little Girl. And it's basically a lullaby to his daughter or daughters. Um, and it goes something like this. Little girl lost in a forest of dreams. It's a dark old wood and it's damp with dew. Hoot owl hoots for a moment it seems. Something big and cold just got a hold of you. Just when everything gets scary, daddy's coming round for his darling again. Hold my hand with your little fingers. Daddy's loving arms gonna gather you in. Ain't no way the boogeyman can get you. You can close your eyes, the world is gonna let you. Your daddy's here and he never will forget you. I will take you home. I will take you home. Gonna carry you back home in my arms. I will take you home. Long is the road we must travel on down. Short are the legs that will struggle behind. I wish I knew for sure just where we were bound. What we'll be doing and what we're gonna find. Wherever we go, there will be birds to cheer you. Flower to color in the fields around. Wherever we will go, I will be right here near you. You can't get lost when you're always found. Ain't no fog that's thick enough to hide you. Your daddy's gonna be right here beside you. If your fears should start to get inside you, I will take you home. I will take you home. Gonna carry you back home in my arms. I will take you home. This song reminds me of what my dad always encouraged me um, to do and always encouraged me and reminded me that no matter what, um, there was support at home. He was there for me. Granted, he died when I was a teenager, but he taught me, he taught me that it's, it's really okay. I mean, it's okay for us to feel like, you know, shit is happening and things are dark and it may be scary, but that we all have the strength and courage to just get back up and do it again and the courage to um, face fear and face darkness. Um, so, yeah, that's, um, that's the song that reminds me of um, what it's like when we, when we experience that fear. Um, and I happen to have had a great father. Not everybody had that experience growing up of, uh, of a parent that was so encouraging, that was always there, even in times that were crappy. I mean, I was not an easy child. I was a pain in the ass. I was spoiled. I got into, you know, like these little nonsense trouble things, but always the guy always had my back. And 
just like Varaha, you know, even going through like, you know, the soup and the, you know, the thick, duck, yucky darkness, um, things can be washed away and become fertile and help create um, a suitable home for us. And lastly, the cherry. Cherries encourage cheerfulness. They um, can point your feelings in a new direction, according to Anthony William in Life-Changing Foods. If you're feeling empty and deserted, cherries can point your feelings in a new direction. Simply from looking at a bowl of cherries, joy instantly enters into a person's being. Cherries ignite enthusiasm and create positive excitement. They're an amazing fruit to keep someone lighthearted. Cherries teach us patience. If you rush while eating a cherry, and if you don't take care to bite into it carefully, you may find that you injure yourself on the pit inside. In this way, cherries teach us to take our time, to be mindful and, cons and considered in our actions so we may minimize mistakes and pain. Just like in life, to take our time to uh, listen, um, be careful, so we make mistakes, big fucking deal. You know, that's what they make erasers for. And to not be afraid. So thank you for listening. You've been listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Website is atawithalice.com, A-T-H-A, with Alice.com. Ata means right here, right now, right here, right now. I'll be seeing you next time. Bye for now.